Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Pass it on. Here's a short quiz. Who won Best Actress last year? Who won the World Series two years ago? And finally, name your favorite teacher. Pass it on. Now I'm guessing that the last question was the easiest. Why is that? Because that person made a difference in your life. So go ahead and make a difference. Because making a difference is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski. The dingaroner. The ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time to set this place on fire. Welcome to Atlanta's hottest hip-hop radio show, where we keep it real, keep it raw, and keep those beats banging all morning long. Here at KLP Entertainment. Live from our radio stations of Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station. ATL's very own KLP, Kennedy Lucas. And this is KLP in the morning. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, yes, this is KLP in the morning. Hopefully you guys ready for another exciting uh, podcast here today. Good morning, Atlanta, by the way. This is the KLP in the morning radio show. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As I struggle to, to fix my mic, there we go. Now we cooking with grits, T. Uh, welcome back to another exciting podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, I'm your humble, gracious, highly favorite host here, Kennedy Lucas here for the KLP in the morning, ready for another exciting podcast here today. It is a beautiful Wednesday, November 8th. Yes, we're in November, y'all. November's here. November 8th is here. Uh, daylight savings time. 
which I kid y'all not, it tricked me, right? So if you guys don't know, um, I, I uh, dabble on into a lot of spaces, right? So I went to, I, I like to call it my weekend home, right? Because typically nowadays we have our studios and our, our other places here in Atlanta. So I go home for my weekend home, right? So I'm over here sleeping, you know, peacefully, right? Just dog tired from the week. We had a great week and I woke up and it was actually you know a little bit earlier than i thought it would be because we fall back right because daylight savings time and i kid y'all not that got me because number one i forgot it was daylight savings time this past weekend right so i woke up to what looked like i wanted it to be 10 o'clock because i don't sleep that much i mean i do sleep a lot but like i don't sleep um like a whole lot of hours because they say and scientists have said this and this is true uh it is said that if you oversleep then your body gets tired of sleeping i know it sounds crazy right but it is true your body does get tired of sleeping when you sleep too much so i'm getting up thinking that it's 10 o'clock in the morning getting ready to wake up start the day get dressed go to the gym turns out it was nine o'clock right so i just was lounging around because typically when i go to the gym i don't like to go super duper early so it was a it was a crazy weekend so uh yes it was uh daylight saving times as past past tea and it's you know come and went and now it's a little bit later it, you know in the mornings it, it gets bright and early in the mornings but then when we get home after office hours and out of working and all that it's like six o'clock and it's dark out there so i don't know it's weird but daylight saving time is here and yeah we we dabble on into it now like i said good morning we've got my main man t he's here in the studio uh to give us our sports news uh if you guys been liking our content i cannot words cannot express my my gratitude my thankfulness for everybody that's listening to our show because i know i i get, I get on this banter tea every time but it is true that you guys help us when it comes to creating our content you know we've had content coming out whether it's snn blog posts articles i did a show uh yesterday of course klp tonight yeah everybody watched that over on our, our media platforms and our studio so it's just been very very fantastic you know we was going through inventory and I'm very, very excited to announce that that we've got another new 4K camera coming into the studio. Thanks to you guys, right? Now, if you ask me, you know, 10 years ago, 2013, let's just say, 10 years ago, I would run a, a multimedia label and we have all the, the toys, bells and whistles. I would laugh in your face. You know, we've got one of our 4K cameras here, but we're getting ready to get another one. I'm super stoked about that. Um, we're gonna test that out there too. It's thanks to you guys because we look at the the viewership. Y'all love the content, and then our clientele, and then you know the money comes in right, and then the movies comes in. Now we're gonna need more new equipment, right? We need stuff. So thanks to you guys, I appreciate it. Uh, with our lighting in the studio, the cameras, the microphones, the fan to power, T behind the mixer board, right? It's just thanks to you guys. I really, I'm very appreciative. Um, words cannot express that much. Uh, my, my thankfulness to all of our fan base that's either watch our content or listen to our content. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very, very, very grateful for y'all for sure. Now, besides all that, now let's get on to the news topic of conversations because we've got a great one here today. y'all. We really do. Now, um, I want to talk about this briefly 
because I so <laughs> I can post about it and I can talk briefly about it, but I can't say that we're a sponsor because we're not a sponsor. But I just wanted to, and I hope my good friend she knows who she is, like because she she told me that I can talk about it, but not so much on a podcast, right? But I gotta talk about it because that's just something that I encourage a lot of people do. So if you guys don't know, uh, we are here in Atlanta, by the way. If you guys didn't know, KLP Entertainment, where our headquarters is right here, downtown Atlanta. Um, not too far off from the big buildings, let's say the Georgia Power Building, not too far from there, not too far from the Capitol, not too far down the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? So um, I did something last night. Uh, well, yeah, well, last, last night, actually. And... It really got me going. I really enjoy, enjoy doing it. So my one of my friends got me into doing joining a running club. So uh, I joined the Atlanta Run Club. Now, I can't talk about the club too much, right? Because I, they're not a sponsor for our show. I just, I got to talk about it, right? Um, in a good way. But not so much of the club, but just me enjoying my run. So I ended up running three miles um, the other night. And... I like it. I really, really, really like it. I, because you guys know I work out, I dabble into my workout, I really do my thing, and I really work out and I really get into it, right? Especially when lifting weights. But I always got to say to a lot of people out there that it's more to a workout than just running, or, or excuse me, uh, more, just, more to a workout than just lifting weights. Right. I post on my gram. I post on Facebook. I post on my socials, especially TikTok about my workout routines and how I get it in. Right. It's to me, it is more than just uh, lifting a weight, gaining muscle. It's about your endurance and about your cardio. And when I tell you I started to run, so I, we start at the we, we started. So it's at Ponce de Leon Market. Right. So only if you live in Atlanta and you're in the heart of downtown Atlanta, you know where I'm talking about. But if you're not from Atlanta, you may not know what I'm talking about. But the Ponce de Leon market is a big market where there's a lot of shops. There's the Beltline. There's the Skyline. There's a lot of good attractions in that area. It's a heavy traffic area, right? Because a lot, there's a lot of people that live there, right? I can only imagine how much their rent is. But a lot of people do enjoy that spot. See, they really do. So I went to Run Club. And we start at the belt line. Well, we run on the belt line, actually. Um, we start at the shack and then we go around and each endpoint is about three to five miles ish. Right. And then that night that I went the other night, they started a new route. So that was pretty cool. Um, I enjoy running. I really, really do. And I really amazed myself about how my endurance was. Right. I when I ran, I felt like I didn't have to. I didn't have to struggle to run, right? Because back in 2015, guys, I kid y'all not, when I started running, right, I was a little bit heavier. I was a little bit more huskier. So when I started to do that, I struggled when it came down to running, getting that exercise in, right? I struggled when I, back in 2014, 13, 14, 15, right? Now we're in 2023. Of course, obviously I lost tremendously amount of weight. And I look more slimmer than than than, than uh, I was years ago, right? So I my endurance is good, my my health is good, my heart is pumping right, everything is right. I feel it in my calves though. 
So I started to run and I don't supersonic run it, right? I, I don't jog either, but I don't supersonic run it like I'm running a, 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 a like a, a millimeter race, right? I'm running, but at a good pace. So I was able to run the three miles. I didn't get tremendously tired. Um, I'm glad my asthma didn't spark up. Yes, believe it or not, I still have asthma, right? Even though I haven't had an episode, knock on wood here. I haven't had an asthma attack in, in years, right? But I still have it. And I amazed myself when I was running that three miles and getting it in and um, enjoying the, the time of it. And it was it was phenomenal, guys. I really do enjoy it. Um, I encourage everybody to join in. The, the club is called Atlanta Run Club, by the way. If you want to know about it, they're on Instagram. If you want to join, it's you know, free to join out there and you get to really connect and meet with people they got. They had a lot of people there that night, too, T. So um, I went with quite a few of my friends uh and because we they've been doing it for a while and they actually encouraged me to do it so i got into it and boy oh boy i tell you i enjoy i really do enjoy uh atlanta run club for sure so shout out to them on the show but just for me as a as a fitness guy and i can't say i'm a fitness guru can't say that but fitness guy and know about fitness and health run club is a good way to go in the heart of downtown um, six minutes to where I stay. Um, of course my second home here in Atlanta. So, and about eight minutes from the studio. So we're right downtown, right in the heart of things. So I'm stoked. I'm happy about it. So shout out to them. I wanted to give them their, their flowers. I know we can't really dabble too much in cause we're not a sponsor to them, but I, I got to give them their flowers. I really got to give them their flower flowers when it's due. So I really, I enjoy it now. Man, we've got some juiciness on this show, guys. I've got some good news. Uh, some good news and some interesting, interesting news. And we're going to dabble into this. Normally on our other show, KLP Aftermath, show's coming back, by the way. I haven't forgot about it, but we're just this, we're changing the market. Um, typically, this would be our elephant in the room, right? But get this. woman, A woman in uh, North Dakota was arrested after poisoning her boyfriend for not getting getting any of his inheritance and guess what y'all she poisoned him with antifreeze now this was a, a woman by the name of Ina Canary I think that's her name she was 47 and yeah she's been arrested uh for poisoning her boyfriend for not receiving any of his inheritance guys my open-ended question for my 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 uh, our viewership our fan base out there this morning what do you do or what do people do for the love of money right because a lot of people what's interesting people do some strange stuff when it comes down to money for some reason money is the 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 people in you hear it in songs too t like money is the root to all evil and sometimes it is but sometimes money is is your key to most answers right as a financial gain and making sure that you straight financially money is the answer to that i say personally for me money's a good aid for some stuff but answer to something that's troubling you is prayer prayer that that's really my answer to when i dabble onto something that you know i'm upset about i'm having some some grievances with and i'm just thinking about it prayer right i pray every night that's my answer to two things but a lot of people do some crazy shit when it comes down to money. Being that this woman from North Dakota poisoning boyfriend with antifreeze. 
Now, if you guys don't know what antifreeze is, is the liquid you use for your car. That way you can get some, um, you need that for to cool down the engine of your car. You need antifreeze, right? Same thing with antifreeze and coolant. I think coolant's more of, well, coolant's more for coming down your engine and then it, it uses, I want to say uh, coolant uses the engine and antifreeze uses that for when you need to cool down for AC in your vehicle, right? So both things you need for your vehicle. Very, very deadly. Don't drink it, obviously, because, you know, you can poison poison somebody from it. But this woman done it. Now, this sounds like some craziness out here in this world, but people have done this before. It's scary about how many times people find ways to poison somebody because money became a, a negative effect when it comes down to this. I've had it to where friends, not my current squad, because I love my squad, but I had friends, older friends that, you know, I don't really rock with no more because money got into it, right? I had a friend long, long time ago where they see me doing a lot of awesome things. And then that friend kept asking me for money. Right. And then I learned to, and this is what I did. Me being the, the good friend guys, you know, uh, that friend asked me for money because he was going through some stuff. And, you know, at the time I, I broke my rule because I never give money out to friends because we're all grown. Right. But I loaned him a little some money and I said, Hey, you, you know, just pay me back when you can me being, the, being the nice person. Right. And I learned this from a lot of people. Don't give money out, right? Because if you give money out, you keep giving money out and you keep doing it, you keep doing it, they keep asking for it. They're not really, number one, they're not going to pay you back. Number two, they're going to keep asking you because they know that you'll get a yes from them or you'll say yes to them, right? So I gave in to that and, you know, weeks passed and I saw he was getting paid and he was getting himself out the hole and then some. Then I said, hey, I loaned you this 50 bucks. Hey, can I see, uh, when can I see that money back? Right. And now the thing that I didn't do T and audience, the one thing that I didn't do because I was trying to be nice, I didn't charge interest. That's the number one mistake that I made when I loan out money. I, when I loan out and it's rare when I loan out money because I, I, I just, Hey, we all trying to hustle. Right. But if there's a case where somebody really needs money and I just have the extra to help you out. Okay, sure. But I want interest. I want a 10% interest. Right. So whatever you owe, plus every time it's late or after the fact, yeah, now that's that 10% interest accumulating. So I make more money. Right. So that's how I do it. My, that good friend that I've had, you know, not going to put his name out on blast on the show, but now we're not friends anymore because now I know he's only coming after me for money. Right. And that's the point of my concept that money does ruin relationships when you have somebody that always asks you for uh, that money. They always ask you for that cash. Right. Um, the same concept here. This woman poisoned whole boyfriend. It could be a boyfriend that she really loved. Maybe it was a boyfriend that she was looking to get married from. Right. But now, you know, he's poisoned. He's gone because she didn't receive none, no inheritance, money, wealth, power, greed. You know, these are the things that really, really can mess up a, a relationship. I've seen it happen. So um, it's a sad dynamic. This is crazy. I've never and I pray, you know, I, I don't look. I pray when I have my relationships that money doesn't come to an effect too much with that uh, relationship. <coughs> but uh but yeah, it happens. It really does happen. 
And yeah, she's been arrested. She's probably going to be charged with murder, right? Because, I mean, technically this is, is murder. Um, it's a sad dynamic, guys. I really hope that no one does that out there. If you really, and I, I'm just going to say this to you. If you really go into a relationship all because of money, then that's not really a good quality relationship, right? I've seen it where in the past where a lot of people hook up because it's financially a good outlet. Financially, I'm in this relationship with with Monica, for an example, right? Because we both need some financial gaining from this. Like we don't really love each other, right? I feel if you're in that relationship, money should never have money should never be in a conversation if you're just boyfriend and girlfriend. I think I'm I'm different with it, right? I'm never gonna discuss to my girlfriend my financials, right? Because we're not married. We don't have that obligation that I need to merge my financial situations with her, right? Because we're just boy we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like we can break up tomorrow and then I'll find another girlfriend. Right? It's only different when you're married and then you're forced to merge all your things together. Honestly, I'm different. I believe in having my own account. I believe in having her own account. Then we both have a joint account. You know, mine's, hers, and ours. That's that whole scenario that I've been preaching on our show for years now. Have that separate relationship where this is like the three car rule with that. You know, I have my Mercedes. Oh, no. I have my Porsche. She has her Mercedes Benz. And then we have a Range Rover as our shared vehicle. It's the three car rule. Same thing with financials. I have my own account. She has her own banking account, and then we have a, a shared bank account, right? I'm different. I'm new school with it. A lot of old folks may not get it, but that's just how I do it. Uh, you shouldn't marry for marry for 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 money. You should marry for love. But hey, I'm different. I'm not looking to get married anytime soon, so I can't really contest all that. But what I can contest to is money should never be a conversation if you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And, it's, and with this case, with now that she's being arrested, now she's going to have a record. She's her life is pretty much because if you poison, you're, you're poisoning somebody. Yeah, that's that's mass manslaughter. Right. That's murder. So, you know, yeah, she's going down for this because money became an object in this relationship. Now, when money comes to the fact, oh, it affects everything. Right. That my love for you is out the window because money talked. In our relationship money spoke up in our relationship so now i'm after the money i i don't i don't care about this relationship right so it's it's crazy it's a crazy dynamic it does happen but it's out there it's out there so you know hey this woman she's going to prison feel sorry for the boyfriend that got poisoned with uh with uh antifreeze of all things that you can poison people with antifreeze is the, is the main thing so that's is it's interesting it really is interesting Coming up next here on the podcast, the KLP in the morning. T, you ready? T's ready, y'all. I'm so excited. So, T with our sports news. Take it away, T. May I have your attention, please? It's time! So, first of all, let's start with this. The NFL needs more flex scheduling. Get these bad quarterbacks off my television set. Thursday, I've got the Bears and next Sunday, I've got the Raiders and the Jets. Please, more flex scheduling. There's about eight guys I like. We'll get to that in a second. And the rest of them get them off my TV. Last night, though, is a perfect example. It encapsulates the difference between a franchise quarterback and not having one. So Justin Herbert was missing two of his top three receivers. 
still nursing a broken finger, facing a great defense and a great defensive coach on the road. And yet he was two for two in the red zone. Got two chances, two for two. Very good on third down and created the longest drive of the game, 16 plays and had a crucial, crucial 10 yard run on third and eight. He wasn't great last night, but on third down he was seven of 16. Damn good against that Jets defense and he was two for two in the red zone. By the way, how was Zach Wilson against a much weaker defense? 0 for 2 in the red zone, 3 for 17 on third down. And that is the difference between a have and a have not in this league. Zach Wilson at home against a weaker defense that can't find its way, couldn't make crucial plays. Justin Herbert, broken finger, great defense, missing his top two of three receivers, couldn't run the ball, kept getting first downs. If you look at the current standings in the NFL today, I'll give you the quarterback who leads the division, Tua and Josh Allen, best two quarterbacks in the division. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. NFC, Jalen Hurts and Dak, Detroit, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr. Seven of the eight divisions. We'll figure out Seattle and San Francisco. We don't, we don't love either quarterback there. Seven of the eight divisions, best quarterback leads. Now those quarterbacks aren't always great, but they don't implode. Fumble three times last night like Zach. They have the trust of their teammates and staff. A coordinator is willing to take big swings even deep in their own territory, sometimes throwing out of an end zone. Never forget this, the best quarterback in the world is Patrick Mahomes, the very best. He was the MVP last year and the Super Bowl MVP. Did you realize five times, five times, about 30% of his starts, he had a passer rating under 90, but he never lost the faith of his staff of his teammates, of his old line, of the play callers, not once. This Jets team, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. This Jets staff, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. How often can you go to the sidelines, look those defensive players in the eye and expect them to march out, put up their best effort when they're watching Justin Herbert with a broken finger down to one big-time receiver and a first-round receiver who appears to be a semi-bust. They can't run the football, and he's just making stuff happen. Zach's mental mistakes, pre-snap penalties. I mean, a five-yard penalty on third down for Zach Wilson is like taking a, a, an old beater like I drove in college and maybe you did up the Grand Canyon. A five-yard penalty, third and three to third and eight, feels absolutely insurmountable. Now, he didn't get a break on the special teams. Touchdown by the Chargers, but if the Jets got one. Think Justin Herbert couldn't come back from 7-0? I don't want to be too hard on Zach Wilson. I've said before, I didn't want him drafted. I wasn't a fan. I said he was Johnny Manziel with a better arm. I would never have handed the franchise to him. There were just things psychologically, his background, his style. Uh, I didn't love his judgment. Not my guy. I'm no expert. I thought Sam Darnold would be great. But I was never a fan of Manziel, I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson, blah blah blah, sometimes I hit, sometimes I don't. I think I'm more often right than Ron, but who cares, right? But I will say this, he is the majority of the NFL. Now I think he's worse than most and far worse. 
But ask yourself this. I always do a Super Bowl bubble. If I just did, don't go to it yet, but if I just did a quarterback bubble, meaning, and these are players like Herbert last night, who can be banged up on the road without top weapons, facing a very good defense, and can go on the road and win games, not having all your elements. I always call it the overcomers, right? The guys that can overcome it. Justin Herbert's first year in the league, he had a coach that was fired, he had an offensive line that ranked 32nd in the league. And he set rookie quarterback touchdown passing records. Joe Burrow, horrible offensive line, got to a Super Bowl. You've got to overcome. Stop whining about play calling. Stop whining about the offensive line. Burrow got to a Super Bowl with one as bad as the Jets, and Herbert set records. And by the way, this year, Kansas City downgraded left tackle. Kansas City has re rebooted their offensive line. The year they did, they won a Super Bowl. Now Kansas City can't get their wide receivers right. They don't have a one or a two, and they lead their division. Who can overcome? Who can miss receivers? Run for your life. Great defense. Players hurt on the road and win games like that. Who are the overcomers? Folks, the number is tiny. I think there are eight in the NFL, and just eight. Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Matt Stafford. Now, Stafford's banged up right now, and so everybody's going to say, well, what about Staff Stafford's running for his life? He's hurt again. Stafford can make throws as good as anybody not named Patrick Mahomes in this league. Now, you say, what about Dak? Dak is not an overcomer. He has a 17-27 record against playoff teams in his career. He needs help. What about Jared Goff? I love him way more than most people, but I watch him get engulfed two or three times a year. He got engulfed last weekend. What about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know what he is next year. I saw him last year when he didn't have everything lined up for him. He couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. He got beat at home by Detroit, a non-playoff team in the final game of the year. Now, Zach Wilson is clearly worse than most, but a quarter of this league, they're not overcomers, and that's what everybody's trying to find. Now, C.J. Stroud, I need more, but it looks very, very promising. Anthony Richards, another rookie, looks very promising. But you got to give me a season. We got to get to, like, Thanksgiving of year two. Again, C.J. Stroud looks very promising. But there's eight to me in the league that, like Herbert last night, could be missing two of the top receivers, on the road, great defense, nursing a broken finger, and be good on third down, have a pivotal 10-yard run, and two for two in the red zone. And that's really the difference, is just being able, when you start belaboring and lamenting play calling and wide receiver drops, do you know who has the most wide receiver drops in the NFL right now? What team? At least a week ago, it was Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear about your wide receivers dropping the football. I don't want to hear about it. Now, they don't need to make catches like Keenan Allen made last night. I'm not asking for that. Mahomes, every year, his Chiefs usually near the top of dropping passes, and they have downgraded their left tackle this year, and they're still in first place in the AFC, at least in their division. So uh, that's it. So I can bang on Zach Wilson, but he is in the group, the overwhelming group of people not truly gifted enough to overcome it. And, you know, most of those guys that should be noted, Mahomes a first-rounder, Josh Allen a first-rounder, you know, Matt Stafford, a first-rounder. Trevor Lawrence, a first-rounder. 
Jalen Hurts, top seven. Most of these guys are first-round talents. You can see them in college. Lamar, Josh, Herbert, Burrow, Trevor, Mahomes, Stafford, all first-rounders. Now, Jalen Hurts was a second-rounder, but, you know, again, so was Drew Brees. But again, you can say you're going to find him in the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Brock Purdy's never going to make this list. Okay, he's not. I like it. He's not going to make this list. It's mostly guys that were dominant in high school. Stafford's one of the best high school quarterbacks ever. Dominant in college. They go in the first round. They may go late first round like Lamar. They may have skeptics. I was one of them on Lamar. But that's that's where you get them from. Good one, T. Appreciate it. Sports news, guys. We, we, we come back with sports talk, by the way. I promise. It's, it's just been a minute. It really has been... Uh, a minute so speaking of what hasn't been a minute i'm going to talk briefly about this one um if you guys our review came out yesterday uh we finally me and my good friend and good uh co-writer evelyn harper uh we are writers um the box times by klp entertainment by the way go check out our website because our review of spider-man 2 came out um we finally got able to write a review it's been it's been a minute because I finished the game and I wanted to talk about this because, you know, everybody's kind of talking about this and I noticed that this is the, the concept of it and it really gets me excited for Spider-Man 3. I know I'm early to talk about Spider-Man 3 from Insomnia Games. That game probably won't even start development until 2025, right? But I finished the game and this is what comes up to this topic of this podcast of the topic of conversation on the show this morning. So I say to a lot of people, if you haven't finished Spider-Man 2, pause this podcast, finish it and come back to this podcast because I might spoil some things. Um, the game been out since October 20th, right? So now we're in November. So if you haven't played Spider-Man 2 yet, what are you waiting on? Game of the year. Game of the year. Um, but anyway. Spider-Man 2 ends up where, you know, we defeat Venom and obviously and, you know, they're back at May's house and then they have Miles and and Haley, which I'm so freaking happy that Miles and Haley shared their first kiss. You guys, look, if you haven't played the game, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're waiting on, but because there's just so much. This game is just that great. I knew they were going to kiss Miles and Haley. Fuck damn time. Because I knew they were going to be a couple. But anyway. So towards the ending of it. You know. Uh, the uh, May. I forgot the other part of the foundation name. Something May Foundation. Uh, so it's it's Harry and Peter's. So uh, Peter's aunt May. And then. Um, uh, Harry's mom. Right. So they formed the foundation. And he's starting it from the garage. Because the building got burnt down. Throughout the game. Because of the, the Craven Hunter. Right. So. I get really, really excited for this because this kind of segues into the next line of Spider-Man games. So a lot of people had some troubling effect about Miles Morales being the Spider-Man, uh, the one and only Spider-Man into the video game franchise of it, um, which questions me two things. The first question is, will we see another Miles morales solo dlc type game or will spider-man 3 solely be focused on miles morales as the main spider-man or it just might be writing and we might see peter parker back in spider-man 3 right so a lot of people speculating that 
Um, honestly, I would love to see, and this is my answer to this question. I would love to see maybe another Spider-Man Miles Morales spinoff DLC because this the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, really, it was a full game, but it was kind of a DLC. Kind of. I mean, you could buy the disc by itself, right? But it's kind of the same origins of that. So I don't see it to me because I bought Miles Morales as well. I don't see it being a full, full game, but I feel like it's being like an 80% game right where it wasn't a full full game but it was just like okay now we got only miles morales as the main story of this game so i see that happening for Asomniac, right because they've done it before right spider-man 1 2018 spider-man came out in 2018 and i want to say what miles morales's game came out in 2020 late 2020 2020 21 maybe right so they might be doing the same thing for this one they might be saying okay here's spider-man 2 you enjoyed it okay here's miles's next spinoff right and then we wait a couple years for maybe 2025 26 Ooh, that's scary to think about t by the way um spider-man 3 right they might have it to where spider-man 3 comes out then wolverine's in the game right because there's been other headlines that wolverine the next Oxomnia game is wolverine and they're in the same timeline as the spider-man 2 game right that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna come out on the whim and say that this is what we're going to see um, a lot of people don't really like the idea of Miles Morales just being the only Spider-Man. I think it's a cool idea if they, he has his own expansion DLC for more content, right? But do I want to see Miles Morales as a solo Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3? Maybe that game comes out in 2026? No, not really. Because I want to play as both Peter and Miles. I do hope they incorporate more characters. I see peter and miles and wolverine or spider girl or maybe they can write in gwen stacy if she's not dead in this timeline i don't know but gwen stacy as spider woman so now you have two, three characters to play with in spider-man 3 Ooh, that might be their plan too i don't know that might be their plan you have a female spider woman you have a spider woman spider man's you got three people spider-man three right so i don't know i we don't work for some of games obviously but we don't know what their plan is but i do think that they're not going to just solo it out it's a cool idea if they call it spider-man three you have three right because you, you kind of think about it spider-man two that's the name of the game spider-man two you play as two people so spider-man three 2026 27 whatever year they decide now you plan as three people because it's going to sell regardless so i think it's good i think it's a very good uh good game as well i do want to i can't wait to see more of the acting from yuri and i'm blanking on his last name but uh najit jeter and all the other cast members are part of this game because they did really phenomenal in spider-man 2 the voice acting the acting all of the script writing was in my opinion great so i think they're gonna go far so Asomniac games you you guys are making some money buku's money from this from this franchise alone so it's good it's very very good um but yeah that's what's going out speaking of what's going out y'all that new jeezy album oh my god let me tell you that new jeezy al album by the way it's amazing i look i listened to it i listened to it when i was doing running club uh the other night I dabbled on into it. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Jeezy's latest album, of course, it is out now. 
by the way and it is called i might forget sorry i'm blanking out because it's a long title so it said i might forgive but i don't forget of course this song has 29 tracks on it so it's about an hour and 26 minutes long but god damn it let me tell you jeezy if you somehow listening to this pod you got something you got something right i really love this album this is what i'm talking about when it comes to my top artist that's really giving us a good quality album i gotta say jeezy this is a great quality album it's long it's something it's an album that i can do homework to it's an album that of course the other night monday night i did run club to um when i go to the gym this weekend yes i i will be jamming to this album because i just found out that this album was out right so it's good because it's 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 is Jeezy expanding on his story of how he became the, uh, the artist that he is? The trials, the tribulations. You can hear a little bit about his, his latest marriage with, with Jenny Mae, right? So it's a lot of elements that's going on into this album that Jeezy really expounds out more on, right? He expands more on. I think, I gotta say, well, I can't say this is his best work because he had awesome songs back in the day, but this this is the album maybe album contender of the year maybe but this is the album that you guys don't want to sleep on i definitely did not sleep on this album it's it's just that good guys it's just really really good um i haven't highlighted my favorite songs yet because i have a i have about seven tracks on this 29 track song that i like um the one thing though about jeezy and it's not his fault because he's catering to the market. Um, it's hard for me to pull off 29, 30, 40 track albums. It's long. Right? When Breezy had his album. When Breezy, Chris Brown, when Breezy, the album came out. 30, 40 tracks on an album. That see, To me, I prefer your top i prefer albums to be about 13 tracks long t because i can really go through that album and really enjoy it this is another album unfortunately it's a great album but this is an album that unfortunately i have to listen to a couple of the songs take a break and then come back to the album right it's hard to pull out a 29 track project for a fan base like me, a fan guy like me who love hip hop, that I don't have that much time in the day to really work out an album, right? 29 tracks. I might listen to your first 10 at most, but then I might want to go listen to something else or go do something else. And hey, I'll come back to this album, right? Now, there are some songs that meh, was skippable, right? But I got to say to this project, this is the project where I enjoyed majority of the songs and I didn't have to skip some of the song that Jeezy has on this album. And I was doing it the other night. So it was, it was Sunday and I heard about it on Saturday because I listened, started listening to it on Saturday. And of course I was coming back to the city of Atlanta on Sunday night and I was rolling through Jeezy through Atlanta music blast. And I'm in traffic, obviously we're here in Atlanta. So you're going to dabble in traffic 
I'm dabbling traveling. I'm jamming to Jesus. It's good to listen to some of these songs at night. When you, you know, you're, you're riding, you're cooling, you're in the city, you're breezing, your windows are down, you're getting that fresh air, you know, that's, that, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Um, then again, and then this is a song, again, Monday night, I did run a club, so I listened to Jeezy's album while I was running uh, in Atlanta, uh, run club. And then, you know, when I go to the gym, yes, I'm going to listen to it again. That's what I see from this album. I love this album. I really do. Um, Jeezy, one more thing, one more critique too. Jeezy seems like he followed Killer Mike's style, right? Because if you guys know Killer Mike's album, Michael, it's a picture of of him as a kid, Killer Mike's album called Michael. And now you got Jeezy's album. That's it's a kid version of him. <laughs> so I think he kind of followed the the same accolade of a killer Mike when it comes to the album um, comparison. So it's cool. It's really, really cool. I really do enjoy it. Um, Michael's uh, killer Mike's album, of course, what uh, he had a deluxe. So that's what, what, 15, 16 songs T. Um, and then with this is 29 tracks. So again, like I say, it's not skippable. I listen to the album. If you enjoy it, then you, you enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's really, really good. Um, that's my critique. It's a, on any platform that you get your music from. I get my music from Spotify. Shout out to Spotify, by the way, one of our distribution partners. But Spotify is where you got to get it from, right? So we got our one last thing here. But before we get to that, Simone Teagues, I see you here today to give us another research story that she got. Simone, take it away, honey. Some of y'all might know this and some of y'all don't. Let's do it. The real SPF stood up. It was the ticks that made Sam Bankman Freed compelling. The fidgets, the eyes flickering around during TV interviews, the Maisley nerd voice. Then there was that garden of dark curly hair around his chubby face. Crypto was strange drug dealer money until this Silicon Valley Paddington bear came along. Talking about how he was going to give away his fortune, save the world from pandemics and nuclear war. Maybe one day buy Goldman Sachs. And it worked. By the end of 2021, his net worth was somewhere around $26.5 billion. The year before, he didn't even make the Forbes billionaires list. What made his success palatable, what gave it a veneer of legitimacy, were these strange little habits of his, each of which signaled eccentricity, brilliance, and a childlike innocence. On November 2nd, a federal jury in Manhattan found this seemingly harmless creature guilty of seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. It took the jurors less than five hours, an astonishingly swift indictment given the overwhelming amount of evidence they had to consider. This included 10 million pages of documents and testimony from three co-conspirators, his company's former lawyer, friends, and experts who singled him out as the mastermind of the $9 billion fraud that led to the collapse of his crypto exchange FTX and his hedge fund, Alameda Research. The case was almost comically open and shut, given not only the legend that Bankman-Fried established at the pinnacle of his fame, but also the attempts by his supporters and certain journalists to paint him as a complicated, tragic figure in the run-up to the trial. Foremost among the former were his parents. Sam will never speak an untruth, his mother, the Stanford law professor Barbara Fried, told The New Yorker. It's just not in him. The latter were led by the mega-best-selling author Michael Lewis, 
who up until the day of Bankman-Fried's trial was suggesting he was a guileless savant with the best of intentions. We now know that Bankman-Fried, in fact, can tell a lie just like the rest of us, that he is the simplest of criminals. Fraud is a nasty betrayal. Dante stuck the likes of Bankman-Fried in the eighth circle of hell, nearer to Satan than all but the most treacherous of murderers. At the height of his scheme, he was stealing $14 billion of funds from customers who trusted him to keep their money safe. Alameda was secretly siphoning that money from FTX customer accounts through a Rube Goldberg machine of hidden bank accounts, secret computer code, and an undisclosed $65 billion line of credit. And FTX was, in all important aspects, Bankman-Fried. He owned a majority stake, and he was the mascot. I hadn't intended to be a public face of anything, Sam Bankman-Fried said on the witness stand on October 27th. I'm somewhat introverted, naturally. I took a few interviews, and those ended up going better than I thought they would. The money he brought in paid for naming rights for the Miami Heat Stadium, political donations, luxury condos for him, his parents, and his employees, private jets, and venture capital investments. It propped up the value of his related companies and was used to buy back an ownership stake in FDX from his biggest rival. Prosecutors said that he had six chances from 2021 to 2022 to make things right and give back the money. Each time, he went deeper into the fraud. Nothing about this was all that complex. When I started working at Alameda, I don't think I would have believed you if you told me I would be sending false balance sheets to our lenders or taking customer money. But over time, it was something I became more comfortable with. Caroline Ellison, the former CEO of Alameda and Bankman-Fried's ex-girlfriend, told the jury, whose members included a nurse, a librarian, an unemployed social worker, and a Metro North conductor. The trial also revealed that even the genius part of his persona was something of a fiction. He gave Alameda an exemption from losing money on the exchange, which meant that customer deposits from FTX were essentially being funneled to keep the hedge fund afloat. He told me a few times to make sure that Alameda's account is never liquidated on FTX. Gary Wong, the co-founder and chief technical officer at FTX, said on the stand, The cover-up in particular was downright shambolic. He used Signal to auto-delete his messages, but had Ellison write fraudulent balance sheets on a Google spreadsheet, where the evidence of the theft was there for all to see. When Danielle Sassoon, the prosecutor, produced the metadata showing Bankman-Fried had viewed the documents, he could no longer deny having no knowledge of them. By the time Bankman-Fried went before the jurors in late October, they'd already heard about his hair, his eccentricities. They'd also heard that this persona was part of the scam. Ellison testified that Bankman-Fried told her his unruly appearance would help make him more money. The jurors also saw a news story where he said it was important for people to think I look crazy. His own defense mostly came down to a story about being a little spacey and making some wrong decisions. But not doing anything intentionally, this is criminally wrong. His attorney, Mark Cohen, argued that good faith is a complete defense. And that was the extent of his strongest argument for innocence. You could call this the Michael Lewis defense, leaning into his pretrial reputation. His other worst defense was saying that the terms of service actually gave him permission to take customer money, despite it not saying anything like that. He also made promises under oath before Congress that customer money would not be used improperly. That defense amounted to SBF saying, I'm innocent because my customers were dumb enough to believe me. 
But by making the catastrophic decision to testify, Bankman-Fried not only compounded his troubles, but laid bare how thin his persona had always been. He was difficult, condescending, and seemingly incapable of answering questions clearly. He also appeared to be able to control his fidgeting, and his eyes were focused and clear, all the endearing tics having suddenly disappeared. Stripped of his billions, his accolades, and his reputation for brilliance, Bankman-Fried seemed small. Mr. Bankman-Fried, would you agree that you know how to tell a good story? Sassoon asked him on cross-examination. I don't know, he replied. It depends on what metric you use. Picture him in court as a man bound, wearing a gray and baggy suit, his face somber. The biggest change was the hair. Gone were the wild curls that had given him that aura of a twitchy California genius. What was left was mangled and buzzed at the sideburns, like a helmet. Without all that hair hiding them, he looked like a kid too goofy to take seriously. Much less trust with a few billion dollars. At that point, though, there was nothing left to hide. Thanks, Simone. Really appreciate you. Of course, Tea with Simone Tees will be coming back. We're, we're coming back with all our shows. I, I, can't, I can't even harp on it too much because I know I've been lacking, right? We got a new studio, new place, right? So we're just trying to get everything together. So our last minute things, I kind of talked about it earlier when we were talking about Spider-Man. Um, this is our last minute thing here on the podcast. And I'm very, very excited to announce this because um, we're going to be doing a podcast special. I've ironed out some things here because the nominees for the Game Awards is coming out next Monday at noon. Now, of course, I probably won't be doing it live because I do have meetings that next Monday. Um, so when I get done with the meetings and I drive over here to the studio and get the cameras and stuff set up, and then we're going to have our new 4K camera, too. So when everything gets set up, then I'm probably going to do just kind of a, a podcast special. But we are going to be nominating our game of the year nominees live or we're going to talk about it rather i don't think i think we're going to be able to wear because the game awards always do this every year where us as as reviewers and podcasters and fans we can go to their site and then the fans can vote on the nominees i think that's going to happen monday as well so if that does happen then i'm gonna do how i did it last year or two years ago where i was able to vote game of the year of course i voted for god of war game of the year but obviously game god of war didn't win game of the year uh elden ring won that year so uh i'm going to be voting out my game of the year game of the year nominees for all categories and we're going to make it into like a little podcast special next week so can't wait for that for us since we're in atlanta it's going to come out for us at noon because we're on the east coast um so i can't wait for that so comment below what is your game of the year winnings this year what games did you enjoy this year I, there's been so many video games that came out this year towards the end of the year actually um but i can say right here on the podcast my game of the year is spider-man 2 game of the year for two, 2023 spider-man 2 is my my vote for game of the year um so i look forward to it stay tuned next week for that special podcast because that's going to be coming out for all major audio platforms wherever you get your podcast radio show from we will be there um so you guys can tune in so that's going to wrap it up here in our glorious podcast radio show this morning klp in the morning um thank you guys for staying tuned for all of the people that's here in atlanta for our cast and crew people around the world please stay safe because it is getting cooler people are getting a little bit sick because of the weather change um so 
drink emergency drink get your medicine in get out all the things you need in because you want to stay nice and healthy for the holiday season because thanksgiving is around the corner believe it or not so i'm ready for that so that's going to wrap it up here on klp in the morning as i say to my casting on behalf of casting crew to atlanta and all over stay safe stay swanky good morning atlanta